Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What's up? Let's go. My son, Vincent, he's 11, told me last night at dinner, he said, Hey, Dad, he said, uh, when every single time we leave class, a teacher has to check all of our desks. And then he says, hey, Dad, every single time we, we uh, change classes, the teachers check all the bathrooms. Why is that, Vincent? Looking for swastikas. I said, did they find anything today? He said, they found someone drew the F word in the boys' bathroom. And so it goes. My son's 11, and I would guarantee you this, he knew nothing about swastikas until now, and now he does because in Mount Lebanon, at my son's award-winning school, they have found at least uh, three swastikas in the bathrooms, the boys' bathrooms, recently. Outrage, pain, fear, nonchalance. Ah, oh, boys are being boys. Hell with that, man. This ain't boys being boys. Party's over for that crap. From an insider, one of the rabbis in Mount Lebanon said, these are just 11, 12, 13-year-old kids knowing they would get a rise out of the adults. It is scary, Marty, for our Jewish community, and the kids don't grasp the gravity of their actions. They do now. Or do they? Look, man, and be colic. Everybody's white. Everybody's rich. Mount Lebanon, this is dark. This is dark. There's a crack in the bubble. With all gifted, all straight A, all amazing students, the reality sets in that there is hate and hate speak everywhere. What do we do about it? How do you catch these kids? Do you call in the feds? Is it a hate crime? Or we just ignore and say, ah, oh, boys will be boys. To hell with that. First time you call an assembly. Say, this is this. This is the gravity of this. If we catch you, here's what we do. Kick you out of school. But then two, three times, maybe more. The theory is it's either a couple boys who think this is funny and like getting away with it. Or one boy who's troubled. Either way, it's got people scared, anxious, embarrassed, ashamed. It's a middle school. My son's middle school. One of the smartest men I know, former U.S. Attorney David Hickton, Joins me. Good morning, David. How are you, sir? Good morning, Marty. How are you? 
Fantastic, uh, Mr. Hickton. Uh, we go way back. Uh, you have seen it all twice, as I like to say. But when you've got boys this age doing this sort of thing, sir, it's un- unsettling, isn't it? Makes me sick to my stomach. Really concerning. You know, I think the uh, solution has many dimensions, but the first to First step is the community has to own the problem. This is not an isolated situation. I think that's happening. The people in Mount Lebanon are good people. As you said, it's one of the best schools in the country. I think the second thing is we have to recognize the venue. I'm a believer in restorative justice for children in school, not punitive justice. And in the adult world, some of the most powerful forums I've been on against hate have been where former skinheads and hate mongers have reformed and come forward. It's really powerful, especially with children. We need to, we need to educate, but the awareness is out there now. And now the question is what specific tactical steps can we take to identify this? I think we need to recognize that hate through the use of a swastika is not just hate against the Jewish community. It's an outrageous historical reference that led to the extermination of a large portion of the Jewish community, and we recognize it for that. But I'm a believer that hate affects us all. And so everybody has to have outrage. We need collective community outrage. And I think we need to recognize that we have moved in the last several years under the fake pretext of political correctness. We've moved the norms so that expressions of hate are now more mainstream. And that is a very dangerous situation. I think the final thing I would say is we need to starkly recognize that in addition to hate against the Jewish community, hate against mankind, the swastika represents an authoritarian regime. And we've moved the norms on that. The suggestion that somehow our democracy doesn't serve us, the suggestion that somehow we need an authoritarian leader like Hitler is out there, and we need to recognize that for what it is, and we need to we need to take it apart. Former U.S. Attorney David Hickton. David, uh, for reference, please give our audience uh, kind of an update on what you're doing, which has significance to what we're talking about today, sir. Well, I just re- returned from working on coronavirus in the Congress, and I'm teaching again at Pitt, and I've just finished a semester where I taught cybercrime and federal hate crimes. And I'm running Pit Cyber, where we've launched, since I've been back, uh, a disinformation lab and a democracy institute. And we're about to put the finishing touches on a project about how all technology, especially artificial intelligence, might be used to our disadvantage, and we need to establish guidelines. So I'm really excited about all the things I'm working on. And I, I believe These are man-made problems that can be susceptible to man-made solutions, but I think we need to be serious. You know, think about the Nazi image and how we used to laugh at it and mock it. There was a big battle years ago in Skokie, Illinois, about giving them access, and at that time, we believed that if we let people express themselves as Nazis, they would be seen for the fools that they are, and it became actually a chapter in that famous movie, The Blues Brothers, where they were mocked as clowns. Well, we're not there now. The digital age has made a lot of this uh, more susceptible to being accepted as mainstream, and we've allowed some of our leadership to to make hate speech uh, uh, part of their part of their shtick. 
on the basis that uh, I'm not being politically correct so I can express these ridiculous views. We used to marginalize hate mongers, and now we're starting to glorify them. So I think this problem ultimately is an adult problem. I, I agree. think a child of middle school age does this without, you know, without encouragement. I say it all day long, David. Uh, we're cool now with burning the flag. We're cool now with giving the finger to a cop. We're cool now with wearing a shirt in public that says F Joe Biden, F U 46. We're cool with that. And we wonder why we've got 11 year old boys etching swastikas in bathrooms in my son's school. Can you hang, sir? Sure. It's an important conversation. He nailed it. This is about us, man. It's about mom and dad. This is what our kids are learning. Man, we're a mirror to them. Watch them walk and talk. The way my son chews, the way he uses his voice, the way he laughs, it's me. So if my son sees me giving a cop the finger or burning the flag or wearing an F. Joe Biden shirt, my son thinks, hey, that's cool. It's my dad. Three swastikas, maybe more in my son's middle school at Jefferson Elementary in Lebo in what we call Oz in the bubble where everyone's perfect, everyone's gifted, everybody's wealthy, everybody's white, and everybody does everything right. This is not the case here. And I think part of it is dealing with this is more than just, hey, boys being boys. We can't do that anymore. But what do we do? Ah, They're trying their darndest, checking every desk, checking every bathroom. Can't put cameras in the bathroom. And acknowledging that this is more than just, ah, boys being boys is step one in my little world. Former U.S. Attorney David Hickton joining me on one of the smartest men I've ever been lucky enough to be around. David, is this a hate crime, sir? Well, it probably is not. It's very difficult to federally prosecute minors in the first place. And in the second place, if you look at Shepard Bird, it probably doesn't fit the definition. Um, there's, there's certainly a crime here, but it would probably be handled by the juvenile courts. And... David, is this boys being boys, sir, is there something not, much not, not more grave? All. Not at all, Marty. This is an outrage, and this should alarm everybody. And as you said, it's been going on for a while. It, it can be the indicator of something far worse that can happen. It should be taken very seriously. But it's really a cultural phenomenon, and it's going to take mass community outrage. Look, remember when... People accepted drunk driving until we started to look at pictures of the victims on billboards. And now it's not only criminally prosecuted very vigorously, but it's, it's, it's not accepted in the community as acceptable anymore. Remember when we used to go through the ridiculous ritual of sitting in open settings with people smoking cigarettes until we realized that Secondhand smoke was one of the leading causes of lung cancer. And now we look back at that era and say, what was that about? And that's what's going to have to happen with hate. Hate is going to have to go beyond being not cool. It's going to have to be a community shame if you act with hatred towards one another. I remain hopeful that we're going to get there. We just have to have, you know, a, a leadership in the community. We have to have people bring awareness to this. We have to do educational. I don't think a kid of middle school age even understands what a Nazi swastika is. Uh, they, they, they can't possibly have understood history to understand that. But when you talk about, you know, lynchings and swastikas and, and 
burning crosses. There are certain identifiable symbols of hatred that are so outrageous that it's just shocking that, that, that someone would gravitate towards that, and we just need to get right at it as if uh, our, our lives matter. And it always comes back to what are they learning from mom and dad when dad thinks it's cool to chant F. Joe Biden at a pit game. And this happened at the last pit game. What is Johnny learning at home? It's same as when Robert De Niro chanted F. Trump live on the Tony Awards. We set horrific examples. And now our kids, David, think this is cool. So, so well, said I, some- did a program the other, I did a program the other day with Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia, which people can look at online. It'll be posted at Pitt Cyber. And, you know, I'm a believer that, that there, there is a bipartisan consensus on what's right here. And uh, he's a Republican Secretary of State who your, your listeners may remember stood up to Donald Trump when he was asked to find 12,000 votes. And he paid a price for it. But the bottom line is, when you talk to people like that, you realize that, that, that it, this isn't a political statement. And some of these statements of hate have become political yes, anthems sir. Yes, sir. for some people. It's yes. ridiculous. Shameful. So, so you said something. Forget about we want what is justice? What is rather than punitive justice? So a lot of folks would say, grab these kids, throw them out of school. You would suggest otherwise, sir. I did a great study when I was U.S. attorney with Rand Corporation, which does some really great research. And we learned that if we use punitive justice in the schools, it's counterproductive. We need restorative justice. We need to teach. You know, people are supposed to make mistakes at this age of their life. When they make a mistake, we're not supposed to destroy them. We're supposed to, we can take this terrible incident and turn it into a learning experience. And I don't believe that you just go search and destroy and try and uh, ruin someone's life when they're 13 years old. That's what I believe. David Hickton, it's always a pleasure. Really appreciate you, sir. You. Great, great points. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. It's amazing. They're learning from us, folks. If you swear, they swear. Seriously. This is how this rolls, man. If you do the right thing, they do the right thing. Just remember that. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.